NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt, just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months. It's SaveWithConrad.com. Are you hoping to budget your food expenses this fall? We'll get more bang for your bite with America's best value meal kit. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping with no hidden fees, so you can count on great value week after week. Plus, only pay for what you need with pre-portioned ingredients. Tell them more, Kirby. Choose every plate over takeout to save money while still enjoying fresh, satisfying meals. Their meals are 50% cheaper than your average fast, casual meal. They're the easiest way to eat affordably. Put the money you save towards making fall plans. Yeah, not only are you saving money, but you're also making the sustainable choice this September. Every plate offsets 100% of their delivery emissions, and their meals have a 31% lower carbon footprint on average than supermarket meals of the same portion. Plus, nearly all packaging materials are curbside recyclable in most areas in the U.S. Guys, I have loved every plate for so long. Uh, obviously, I get it at a good discount because of the promo code that we will tell you, uh, which is promo code 49POA, by the way. I get a good deal on it, but even if I didn't, I would still get it because they are delicious. They are super easy to make. I love that they're sustainable. I love that I don't have extra ingredients lying around. I can't stand that. Doesn't that bum you out, Kirby? Yes, it does. It's, it's horrible. It's a, a waste of money. You don't want to waste things. Mm-hmm. We're rednecks. We don't like to waste. We like mm-hmm. to live off the land, mm-hmm. you know? So, here's the deal. Here's what I want you to do. Get $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49POA. Get started with EveryPlate for just $1.49 per meal. That doesn't even sound real. Does that sound real? No. It does not sound no. real, does it? <laughs> I go to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49POA. That is everyplate.com slash podcast code 49POA. That's up to a $110 value. Skew! <laughs> You want to know what I didn't see coming at all? What? Um, this, you might not believe me, but this is the, like, most compliments I have ever gotten in my life on a shirt. Where's like, it from? I got it at a flea market uh, in Memphis, right? So, well, not flea market, an a antique store. Mm-hmm. So, like, I always like, you know, me and you, I think we grew up antiquing. We love it. But I like antique shopping because there's no, that I know of at least, chain antique store Mm -hmm. like each antique store is gonna be like mom and pop mom and pop owned and regional like if you go to one in memphis you're gonna get memphis flavored stuff right yeah so when was it the jetsons hometown because it kind (laughs) of reminds me if the jetsons went bowling it's funny because that wasn't what i thought when i walked in uh i had two thoughts uh, well, the first thought, this was the one on the outside. Mm-hmm. So when I first saw it, I was like, that looks like one of Granny Bain's blouses. Yeah, right? the Hamrick special. But then I saw Shirts, I, I, I saw similar ones like around it, mm-hmm. and I immediately was like, 
oh, this is like, we're in Memphis. Mm -hmm. This is like a black uncle's shirt. You know what I'm saying? And I won. I was like, I I will never be as cool as a black uncle, but I was Mm -hmm. like, I want want that shirt. So Mm -hmm. I got a whole bunch of them. But I've been getting so many compliments on it specifically from this show. And it's funny, and I'm going to admit something right now that a lot of people have just thought for a while that I was was privy to, but I wasn't. Uh I got a lot of compliments from several people. Apparently there's like an artist that like this, like a very like famous you know, I, I don't meta meta modern type artists or, mm-hmm. or uh, what, whatever phrases are. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about art in a second, mm-hmm. by the way, um, that this is like one of their prints. And everybody was like, it's so great that Corey, Corey pays so much attention to the yeah. show that yeah. like, it's a subtle hint yeah. that like, it's that print. And I was just like, Oh yeah, you know me yeah. culture, like, baby. culture. Yeah. And it's like, no, actually I was in Memphis and I thought that looks like a black guy shirt yeah. and I want to be cool. Like a black guy. Yeah. So, so instead of just being a funkle, you're like a blunkle now. Yeah. I'm a blunkle. Everybody has uh, probably noticed by now. Trey's not here. We had a, um, it, it was just a bad week for Trey. He was traveling. Need I say more? You know, we have to do this from time to time. And they always say in the po- in podcasting, in wrestling, in movies, and anything, that if you have a star and they, like if Hulk Hogan's wrestling mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Hulk Hogan can't make the show, mm-hmm. the rule in wrestling is their replacement has to be even better, right? So naturally you called me. Well, what I was going to say is the other rule is, but if it's a situation where it can't be better, it has to be different, Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like yes. you, like if you've got Hulk Hogan, yeah. then well, at that time there was no one bigger than Hulk uh-huh. Hogan. So yeah. you would have to get that. You couldn't just go. Let's get the next best Hulk Hogan. So you got China. You would. You would have. Yeah, ex- that's yeah, a perfect you get one. China. You would get China because yeah. it's completely different. That's R.I.P. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Joni Lore. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, Lady Kirby. Some of y'all probably recognize her from our series uh little house of the dragon that was a recap we did uh during uh house of the dragon the the uh, game of thrones spinoff so i'm saying that because there's a lot of new airheads that that may not have been with us then if you mm-hmm. watch house of the dragon and you really liked it me and my sister way back in the archives of putting on airs we've got uh, we did that and it was fun and i know that you're like me like you're dying for the second season dying for the second season i was gonna be dying for the second season too but like we really set ourselves up to like cock block ourselves because like we i was so into doing that with you mm-hmm. like i don't get me wrong i love trey mm-hmm. and i love doing podcasts with trey but there was something different like brother sister time uh-huh. you know it yeah. was super fun yeah, and was. uh and then me and you haven't hung out since then so you know we really yeah. need that show to come back yeah yeah i like having i liked it. it it was fun i like having a having a creative task yes yes and you you and i by the way tease uh today we're going to be talking about a myriad of things because we've got my sister with us so we're going to be doing it a little different we're going to be talking about a myriad of things we're going to be um adding a new section to our ongoing uh our ongoing series called up but art do you know what up but art might mean just Pretentious, pretentious art that yeah, yeah, up your butt, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know why I thought that was Navajo code or something. <laughs> like, how, how, how you, do you, yeah. Can you decipher this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, we're be talking about that. But before we get into all that and some Downton Abbey talk, because my sister, by the way, if anybody out there is thinking that they could win a Downton Abbey trivia contest i'm not saying that you couldn't all i'm saying is that would mean that she was not there uh we probably talked about this in little house of the dragon but like didn't i give you like a 330 i gave you a 330 question downton abbey trivia 
Not only, by the way, they were multiple choice. She never once needed me to read the multiple choices. And also, she got one wrong, and we went and figured out that actually the test got it wrong. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. ironclad up here. Mm -hmm. Before we get going, and I don't need to talk about this too much because longtime POA listeners have, I don't know if I say they've heard enough of it because we definitely still get emails about it all the time. But I wanted you to weigh in on something that's, come to be known here in the universe as the Great Squirrel Debate. Uh, so you, you've not heard me talk about this. No, I don't listen to you okay. that much. Now, thank you. Um, now, <laughs> now the, the only reason that this is kind of a bummer is because I know you so well, and we're so similar in so many regards mm-hmm. that, like, I don't think... I think I know exactly what you're about to say, but the great squirrel debate was this. One time on the show, I was talking about, I don't know why, because this has nothing to do with fancy people or European history or kings Uh and queens. I think I just randomly told Trey that I had broke down crying one day because I ran over a squirrel, and I had recently, like right before that, I had heard that squirrels were like one of the most territorial uh, animals like in the animal kingdom, whereas like... They live in that tree forever. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So like those squirrels, their great, great, great grandpas were Civil War squirrels. Like that was what we were talking about. And so because of that, because of that, when I run over the squirrel knowing that, I'm like... His family was on the other side of that of the road yeah. waiting for him to get back. It's not like there's a random amalgamation of squirrels. Like there's a family going, Where's Daddy? You know, and I started crying, right? And checks out. And Trey then told me that I was stupid for feeling that way. And I was like, Okay, I listen, you're right. I am stupid for feeling mm-hmm. that way. I'm a puss, you know. But he goes, No, 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 you're stupid for feeling that way because squirrels do not have the capacity to love. Who says? Trey. Trey God? Thank you. All right. That's, That's like the whole, our dogs don't go to heaven because they ain't got souls. They got more souls than any of us. Thank you. All yeah. right. Again, this came as you, no shock. You knew where I was going to be on that. I knew where you were going to be, but I didn't know that you were going to say, it's Trey God. <laughs> well, which, I'm just saying. Which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and that's all I would, but like, and I told him, I was like, I've seen like squirrel mamas like uh, hug their babies and like and he's just like no it's it's just metal out there dude. Well, have you seen squirrels put all those nuts in their mouth? You mean to say that we get to heaven one day and we don't get to just say that? I know. Like why would like that was always my argument and I know it was mom's argument too because mom when we were kids like we would have some of our friends tell us like cuz we got real emotional over our dogs and our friends would be like well sucks you won't ever see him in heaven which is an insane thing for an 8-year-old just to say to another 8-year-old. Yeah. It, by yeah. the way, it's an even insaner thing for an eight-year-old's parents to just randomly tell them. Yeah, by the way, I know you love Skippy, but you'll never see him again. Right. Like, when a kid's that age, it's like, you're already making so much stuff up. Why why tell what you think is the truth right now? Yeah. You could just not say anything. Yeah. Santa Claus, he comes every year. Right. Right. But I'm saying, like, like, yeah, right. At eight, you definitely still believe in Santa mm-hmm. Claus. So, and like, why would a parent be like, we're going to lie to him and say there's a Santa Claus, but we have to tell him the hard truth about the fact that he will never see his favorite dog again. Yeah. Doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. Um, so, yes, that was, uh, that was that debate. Oh, I'm an idiot uh, because we definitely need to. Uh, sorry, guys, an in-show ad right now. Our book, Round Here and Over Yonder, came out on Tuesday. Sales are great. We are number one in like 
seven categories on Amazon, one of which is travel writing, which like like we yeah. we we hit number one immediately in rural life humor. And by the way, I'm obviously happy about that, yeah. but at the same time I was like well, that's a very niche category, yeah. but like travel writing, not even travel humor, yeah. travel writing. Yeah, I was that's like, huge. I was like, okay. And there's, uh, do you know who? And we we passed him. Now he, I think he might be back to beating us, but the, our audience knows that I had a full blown um, emotional breakdown when Jimmy Buffett died. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I talked to you that night. I, I don't mind you saying how bad I was. So it was about Jimmy Buffett? Well, no. We I thought it was. Do you know what I mean? I understand. Yeah. You were I was with you when Tim Wilson died. Yeah, and that was really bad. Uh-huh. I'm a I'm a fucking emotional, like I would say wreck, but a wreck is not the word anymore because I got therapy and I know like I actually now know, hey, when you feel it, let it out. Whereas I used to not know that. Mm-hmm. And so I would bottle it up and then it would come out at inopportune times. But mm-hmm. no, not to get into therapy, even though it's uh, there's a chance this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, like for real. Um, no, no, no. I thought it was about Jimmy. Now, granted, I was super upset about Jimmy Buffett dying. Mm-hmm. But as you later heard on the phone, what I didn't realize, it was that my whole life I have associated jimmy buffett and dad yeah like he yeah. introduced me to him yeah he's he's a bridge for us you know like you know like mm-hmm. a like like the movie the patriots a bridge for us like if we're disagreeing on anything yeah yeah we can, i can like i know if i've just said something that i'm like oh dad's probably gonna be mad at me for that as long as i can just be like yeah gladiator remember when he double wackies the dude in the head yeah. patriot oh my god when he hits mm-hmm. the dude or i can be like man that jimmy buffett whatever and like we're good yeah mel yeah. brooks is a huge bridge yeah. right yeah and i didn't realize that when when Jimmy Buffett died, I literally broke down and, and like, of course, I genuinely am sad over Jimmy Buffett. But no, it was about dad. Yeah, uh, I understand. Why did I even start that? Because we were talking about the book and obviously oh, yeah. Jimmy <laughs> yeah. Buffett. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Buffett uh, was beating us in the travel writing mm-hmm. in his book, mm-hmm. A Pirate Looks at 50, mm-hmm. uh, which I love. It's a great, mm-hmm. great book. But mm-hmm. like seeing. On the same page. Right. Yeah. One and two. Yeah. yeah. Like. Not to, I'm not, this isn't even a brag on myself. Mm-hmm. This is to say, like, I had a fucking moment, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, and I even tweeted about it. I was like, this may be the only time in my whole life that me and Jimmy Buffett are ever on the same page of anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, look at this. Mm-hmm. And, like, I got super emotional. So I would like to thank everybody. Well, we've connected over Jimmy Buffett. Oh, do you want to tell that story? I'll, I would love to tell that story. Names, though. Oh, right. Okay. No, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And you help me out. Okay. Well, hold on a second. We have to promote the book. <laughs> I literally have to. I literally, That's true. I Listen, literally when have Corey, to. When, all right, guys. When Corey has me back again. No, no, no. We're, we're going to tell it. I'm just oh, saying I need to promote the okay, book right well, now. Okay, let's talk about the book. Yeah, we're setting it up. Teaser, you're about to get a wonderful Jimmy Buffett story about my sister doing a thing that, um, well, We'll, we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the book came out. I'm super pumped that everybody gave us great reviews. Everybody was messaging me saying it was great. Mm-hmm. Well, the first One of the first persons was you. Yeah. You I, actually bought my book without I, telling me. I, I pre-ordered your book on Audible because I'm an Audible slut. Yes, me too. And <laughs> I love Audible. And I was, I listened to it on the way to drop Laura James off at school and in the car rider line. And I'm loving it. I'm not finished. I have listened to... 
let's say, obviously, the first one I listened to, I, I know I should have went You to went order. straight to Chickamauga? I went straight to Chickamauga. Yeah, of course. I just couldn't help it. Um, Do you think I did it justice? I thought so, too. I was scared when I started. I thought, oh, Lord, what's uh-huh. this? You didn't say anything. Like, it was hilarious. I, re- but- I rewrote it like five times yeah. because of that. Like, I was like, because I wanted to be honest, but at the same time, like, mm-hmm. I've always felt like some people around here think that I hate this place uh-huh. when it's like, I want to tell them, like, hey, do you realize I could literally live anywhere? Yeah. Like, yeah. like I have a job that I could literally live anywhere, mm-hmm. and I choose to live yeah. here. So, like, no, I don't hate uh-huh. it at I all. I like how you said, like, Chickamauga is everywhere. Like, there, there's going to be backwards people no matter everywhere. Where, yeah, where you live. But, no, I love Chickamauga. Um, okay, without knowing which one of us wrote it, which so far, what's your favorite? And I'll tell you if it was me or Trey. Okay, let me think about what I've... Um, Red Chickamauga, Panama City. I wish I had the Jeopardy music um, on here. I just have <laughs> fart. <laughs> I've read Charleston, Charleston Muscle was Shoals. Um, Nothing st- sticks out as like, that was my favorite. I mean, I loved Charleston because I love Charleston. Right, that was Trey. <laughs> well, I mean, he is God. He is God. <laughs> but anyway, anyways, anyways, that's just Chickamauga is you. <laughs> Chickamauga was me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Well, that's as much of an ad as we need to do. Uh, but thank you all for pre-ordering it. You can still get it everywhere you get books. Round here and over yonder, we do read the Audible version, which. I've never known and I've never asked publishers if it's okay for me to be like, this is how I'd prefer you to get it. But I think getting it on Audible is the best. Well, that's Especially what I did Especially if you with, like this podcast, you clearly like me and Trey's voice. I, I did that for um, Liberal Redneck Manifesto, too. Because, yeah. I mean, I just, I like to hear y'all's voices. and well, I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're oh, welcome. man. Okay, again, we're going to stop talking about the book mm-hmm. after this. Just something I noticed that, mm-hmm. like, I know that you know, like, I've talked to you about this before, where, like, a jo- like a joke that I wrote two years ago, which I thought, well, hypothetically, at the time, like, this is the best joke I've ever wrote. Mm-hmm. I could listen to it now, knowing I was a good comedian then, but I've grown so much that I'll listen to it and go, oh, what the- was I thinking? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I went back and re-listened to the Liberal Redneck Manifesto before we recorded this one, and I was like... Did you even know how to read? Like, and I remember at the time being like, I could, I crush, I crush at narrating. Uh-huh. And this time I really did. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I was just like, oh my God. Like, and now it was seven years ago. I was like, you sweet. I didn't really have any experience with a microphone other than the one I had in my hand. So uh-huh. like, well, thank you, Kirby. I really appreciate that. That the book is, like I said, round here, over yonder, get it wherever you get books. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Now, let's talk about Jimmy Buffett. So, so. I don't even know why. Even, like, I, yeah, why I, I can't my, believe that you did. I don't know why. I, expect, I think it's like I'm kind of just forgetting that we're on air and that we're not just talking. talking. I was kind of shocked. I'll be honest oh with God. you because like I remember at one point I was like going to do it on stage and you're like, you can't tell anybody. It was, you got to make up a cousin or something like that. Well, as long as, as, long as you don't. I'm not going to mention any of Yeah, yeah I'm not going to mention any other names. Mention any other names. So. This is probably going on like I don't know. I mean, this is twelve years ago. Yeah, like yeah, literally does. twelve years ago. Yeah. Like you were probably nineteen, twenty years old, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, let's see. I'm thirty three now. Honestly, I I don't even. Yeah, I don't think that I was of legal drinking age. No, time. I know you weren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, hell, no, I was. But anyways, we go. Jimmy Buffett is in Atlanta. I've been to see Jimmy Buffett already like two or three times. I'm a huge parrot head. Me and all my friends is parrots heads. Kirby's a parrot head. So like, and, and just to set up the scene, when we go to a Jimmy Buffett concert, we're not the people. Now, most people, I feel like we're in the majority of people that go to a Jimmy Buffett concert. Realistically, the concert is not the highlight, like at all. I mean, I, yeah. it does hit. Yeah, no, it's it's the tailgate. The concert is at nine o'clock at night. We get to the arena at eleven or twelve mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. We set up. We've got all these trucks. We've got uh, the Leprechaun, this big camper, right? Mm-hmm. We have margarita machines running off car batteries. Mm-hmm. We have tents set up. We got all sorts of food. It's going down. Mm-hmm. We are drinking like maniacs. We are partying, having a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. Well, just so happened. And I ain't gonna say her name, but one of my ex girlfriends who me and her were very on again, off again. Mm-hmm. It was a situation where like we would break up, and then it's that girl or that guy that you've had where all it takes is you run into each other at the same party and you're back together, mm-hmm. and then two months later you're broke up, mm-hmm. right? But that hits because when you run, like both of you know, like well at least I'll get some, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? This will mm-hmm. be fun. So she's there. And I'm just like, oh, wait, I don't even have to try, baby. Like, this mm-hmm. is going to be fun. Me and her, like, basically immediately go back into boyfriend and girlfriend mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, one thing that happened before the part of the story uh, that you're involved in is that we ran into our, I won't say a name, but uh, our old assistant principal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I this is a time in my life where comedy not working out for me. Mm-hmm. I had been doing it. Mm-hmm. I'd been trying really hard, mm-hmm. but it wasn't working out for me. And so I'd never felt like when I saw one of my old teachers that I could ever look at them with any sort of pride, yeah. like ever. Yeah. I never felt that way. But I had this person with me, and she was a very attractive girl. Mm-hmm. So I see our assistant principal. Mm-hmm. I'm with her. We're drinking. This is this is the days when beer pong was like we had no idea how much HPV we were getting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, like, I mean, you knew it was disgusting, right? We yeah. all knew it was disgusting. Yeah. But, like, it, it's like when they came out with that, they're like, by the way, HPV has skyrocketed. Every one of us were like, 
Oh, yeah. 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 No yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is back before you had the rinse cups. The beer was warm. So we just played beer pong. It was super warm beer. Mm-hmm. My principal comes up. He's a big parrot head. And I was just like, hey, principal, I want you to meet girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look at this. See, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. she puked directly on his feet. I didn't know you that. You didn't know that? No. She puked directly on his feet. L-O-L. And to give him credit, uh-huh. he laughed it off. Well, but, I mean, like, but you're was, a Buffett. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean. And he's a big parrot head. Yeah. He was not in assistant principal mode. Yeah. Anyways, so we're having a blast. We finally get to the concert, and we are on the lawn. And me and her are sitting there. And you know what? I want to hear... I've always told this story completely from my point of view because all I know is what you did and then I was told afterwards what happened. I want you to take over and tell me what was going on here. Me and her on the lawn, we're making out, everybody's smoking weed, we're having a blast. Okay, well, I was blackout. (laughs) By the way, me too because apparently Zach Brown came out and I didn't even really remember that. I didn't know that. And... um. So, Corey and girlfriend, I guess, are making out. I really basically don't remember this. This is, but this is the story. I had, there, I had two friends there. And one of them came up to me and said, hey, Corey's over there making out with girlfriend. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. And she was like, well, you do know that our other friend is back at home and she's pregnant with his baby. Yeah. And this other friend... By the way, I'll bury the lead. That is not even a little bit true. Yeah. So I'm sitting there like, wait, what? Like, she's she's pregnant and Corey's just out here making out with a girl? And the, and she, the other girl was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, she's pregnant. And I was like... So don't tell the end yet, but I want to... So that's your perspective. What I'm, What's happening to yeah. me is that I'm sitting there making out with her, thinking everything's good. I look back, and it's you and your whole group of friends. And God, I wish I could say her name so bad. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I, no, I'm not going to say uh-uh. it, but you know who I'm talking about now. <laughs> yeah. You know who I'm talking about when I say, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. um, She... Her and all the other ones are just looking at, just staring at me, uh-huh. giving me this death stare. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting here like, I'm I'm going through all these options in my mind. And I'm like, okay, I know that these whores aren't upset that I'm making out at a Jimmy Buffett concert. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like the, yeah. the Christian stare yeah. of just like, I can't believe what you're doing right now. And I'm like, yeah. what have I done to them? I was like, I was like, they don't dislike her. They don't even know her. So uh-huh. I have no clue what's going uh-huh. on. Zero yeah. clue. Yeah. So you who are, is you're a very... You're a pretty big redneck. When you've been drinking, the, one of the most redneck people I've ever seen. Yeah. And you've got it into your head. Yeah. Because it should be noted that the girl uh, with whom I was supposedly had got pregnant, very good friend of yours, mm-hmm. very good friend of ours, but mm-hmm. like y'all were super tight. Mm-hmm. She is furious at me. Mm-hmm. She's furious at me. She's blackout drunk. Again, all I'm seeing is there's something's going on over here, but you know what? I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm about to get laid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And also, like... I. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a pussy for saying what I'm about to say, but I also don't want to sound like a uh, uh, a super machismo guy for just going. I'm going to get laid. I'm. I also loved her. Yeah. <laughs> like it yeah. wasn't just like I was happy that we were getting back together. Yes, like yes. and you know this. Yes, like yes, I was. Y'all like, both cared about each we other. We both very much cared about yeah. each other. Now don't get me wrong. Like probably if I had to rank the feelings I cared the most about, 
having sex right then was number one for sure. Yeah. So we are. Oh, we're gonna. That's okay. Oh Hold on. There you go. What? <laughs> <laughs> so so my brand. We are going to walk back to the camper. The concert's kind of getting over, and we're like, we're going to beat everybody back, and we're going to go bang mm -hmm. in the camper. Mm -hmm. We're walking. It's one of those drunks. Like, Jimmy, a Jimmy Buffett drunk, dude, is like, I mean, if I had to rank all the drunks you can be, I think that I think that Danny McBride said it best. Myrtle Beach drunk is the number one. Well, yeah, because it's tequila drunk. You've had yeah. margaritas. Yeah. Like, that's why I was black. I, I can't drink tequila. But, like, I think if you... the the The... Biggest drunks you can ever be is obviously Jimmy Buffett. Uh, a, if you go to a college rivalry game, yeah, yeah, these are situations where it's like not only did you get drunk, you will one hundred percent wake up not knowing where you are yeah, at all. The adrenaline's there too. Oh yeah, yeah, you can't go to bed, mm -hmm. and so it's basically like. Yeah, the adrenaline's up, so it's like almost like your own coke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So at the time, you're, you're not even really probably acting drunk, but you are blackout, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we're that, and we're kind of stumbling on back to the camper. I'm super happy. All of a sudden, I'm certain you don't remember this. All of a sudden, I turn around and I just hear, "Hey, mother," or whatever it was that you were calling me, and I look back and it's you doing that. Which, by the way, me and Kirby used to get in plenty of fights when we were younger, but, like, as soon as we got to be adults, like, we've always been best of friends. Yeah, so, like, yeah. this was not this was not normal. Like, I'm not used to my I've sister never, being I, mad and at I've me. And I've never hit anybody else ever. Oh, bury the lead there. Yeah. Sorry. I turn around. She's dead sprinting towards me. She takes a step, crow hops. I'm sitting there. Girl is right here. Kirby punches me in the face as her literally, like, like moved my nose to the other side. I start bleeding everywhere. She broke my nose, right? And I'm sitting there, but of, and she's just like, "That's what you get, motherfucker," you know. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm and I'm going for what? Mm -hmm. And I still don't know. Like nobody has told me mm -hmm. at all. And we were victims. For sure, we were victims mm -hmm. of just manipulation, yeah, like that, that complete was, manipulation. Yeah. And I'll get to that in a second. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting there, but of course I'm bleeding. My nose is broke. I, my sister just punched me. Instead of trying to figure out why, I'm, of course, go straight into, like, I can still get this done. So I turn around. I look at her, and I'm like, hey. So the camper's just right over here, and she just goes. And it's honestly, she went from blackout to, like, we're both blackout, and she went. She just sobered up and went, you know what? It seems like y'all got a lot going on. Yeah. And she left. Smart. And so now I'm sitting there. I'm going, what the fuck? What happened? And you tell me, you go, oh, so you're just going to sit here and make out with her while so-and-so is back home with your baby? And I was like, what? And you go, don't deny it. And I was like, I haven't even slept with her mm -hmm. in a while. Like, mm -hmm. definitely not nine months. Yeah. And you were like, what? And I was like, who told you this? You were like, such-and-such is mom. I was like, what? Went up to her and she was like, I was like, why would you say this? She goes, I was bored. Yeah. I was yeah. bored. Yeah, that's diabolical. Right? I was bored. <laughs> By the way, she was 48 at the time. Not like a teenager diabolical. Like a grown woman who was like, and I will say this, um, her husband, also 48 at the time, called me to apologize the next day sincerely because his wife cock blocked me. Uh, but yeah, I've often brought up uh, when people are like trying to ask us for our red cred I'll just like with one sentence I can tell you my sister broke my nose at a Jimmy Buffett concert, but I don't know if I've ever told the story. So there it is. We'll be right back right after this. <laughs>
Football season is back, baby, and you know what that means. Touchdown dances, Sunday tailgates, and epic fantasy showdowns. But, fellas, let's not forget the real MVP of the season, introducing the all-new Beard Hedger Pro Kit by Manscaped, your ultimate luxury beard grooming experience. This kit is your secret weapon for staying sharp on and off the field. Don't fumble this opportunity, y'all. Head to manscaped.com and elevate your grooming game with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped me being one of them. You heard that right. Nine million men or 109 MetLife stadiums. That is insane. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code POA. Y'all, how many times have I told you that it's not just their beard hedger, which I love. It's not just their lawnmower 4.0, which I love. It's the ball deodorant, the crop preserver, especially because, you know, it is, we're getting to fall, but like it's still, we've still got those hot streaks during the day where I go out for a walk and I'm, I'm still sweating and I want my boys to, you know, not be horrible because I love my wife. Get it. It's amazing. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit is a grooming powerhouse built for precision style, just like your favorite quarterback. Plus, by the way, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. That's what I do. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency. That brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. And remember, the Beard Hedger Pro Kid is your go-to teammate for maintaining a sharp and polished beard. Whether you're on the field, in the office, or anywhere in between, grab yours today and experience the game-changing difference. Here's what I want you to do. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code POA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code POA. Your grass is not artificial. Keep it shaved with Manscaped. By God. Uh, so we've been doing this thing on the show that I think that I invented probably because uh, I didn't have a topic that week. Mm-hmm. However, I have had some of the most fun whenever that happened and I had to come up with something. And this is the Fantasy Kingdom draft, right? I so like creating a universe. I love creating it. Mm-hmm. Me and you both are like big universe creators. Mm-hmm. Uh, shameless plug, I am creating my own universe over at parttimefunnyman.com. We are chalk smooth. Is that a phrase? Chalk smooth? It is now, baby. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are chalk smooth in the middle of a... Did you know I'm doing a murder mystery? No, but... You didn't? Nuh-uh. Uh, well, okay. T- technically, it, it's, a, it's a heist mystery, I guess. Uh, they're will be murder uh it's called it's called uh colonel cornbread in the case of the confederate ruby and it's an audio drama that i'm doing over on my Substack. so i'm building a universe and that universe is called it's the town of chickalooky okay you know not based on anything at all no obviously Uh, but yes i too like building worlds and i think when we started this it was like fantasy football Mm -hmm. was coming up and so i was like this will be fun to Uh draft a an entire realm. Now, I told you this is what we're doing, so you came up with some things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did want to throw at you some of the earlier examples just so that you know kind of what we're playing with. Uh-huh. Uh, the first one that me and Trey came up with, and by the way, feel free to, when you name yours go, actually, you're right, Arnold Schwarzenegger is better. Because uh-huh. Arnold Schwarzenegger, we thought, was a really good king, uh-huh. benevolent king. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon might have been more of like a conqueror. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Dolly Parton as queen. Mm-hmm. And when we, I think when we had Dolly Parton as queen, we were like, we don't even really need anybody else. So mm-hmm. I would like to hear your Fantasy Kingdom draft. Tell the people. Well, I don't... I'm going to... 
this is fantasy, but I'm uh-huh. not saying that this would be best for the realm. This is just what I feel like. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Do that, and then me and you will try to like, figure out what's best for the realm in that scenario. Okay. Like, when I think of a king, I think of Russell Crowe, because, like, I think of Gladiator. <laughs> okay. What? So, Rus- that- Russell Crowe, the actor? Was I not supposed to do actors? No, that's totally fine. Uh-huh. It's just like, no, I fucking love that you did that. So Maximus... Yeah, but he, he's not Maximus. Yeah, but like Russell Crowe. We, we pick, okay, I'm fine with Russell Crowe. We pick. Well, hold on. Turns out all of these are actors. No, nope, that's totally fine. Okay. That they're no, I love this. Okay. I love this. I will just say that like we picked Arnold Schwarzenegger not because he was an actor, but because like he. We were talking about a a, a time. <laughs> uh-huh. Hold on, no, I love it. We're gonna we're gonna defend Russell Crowe, and I'll help you. Um, we were talking about a time when like, you know, the king was a big you know, huge Hulk and some bitch. Uh-huh. And Arnold Schwarzenegger also used to be the governor, which by the way, this isn't your fault. Cause I told you we're not doing political people. Arnold, that's, that's, yeah. I screwed you over. Okay. Russell, Russell Crowe Crow would eat a chicken leg. Yes, he would. Yeah. A big old turkey leg yeah. and drink a goblet of mead. Yeah. Also, yeah. he's like pretty famous for like getting in drunk fights with people yeah. and yeah. winning them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that like, I, I think a lot of actors think they are way smarter than they are. Mm-hmm. Of course they're not. Mm-hmm. However, it does take a level of like understanding. Mm-hmm. You have to be very studious, yeah. like to be a great actor. Yeah. Not just to be me. Uh-huh. You don't have to. I'm yeah. To be a bad actor like me, you don't have to do any of that. But like he has to under, have a little empathy. He has uh-huh. to be able to put himself in somebody else's shoes, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. I, I dig Russell Crowe. Okay. All right. Well. For I decided to do a category, the king's brother that's a whoremonger. Because I just feel... This is new. This yeah. is new. Well, I put Mark Wahlberg because I would... <laughs> I'd, pay, I'd pay-per-view that. You'd pay-per-view yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. So... You're more of a Marky Mark than a Donnie Wahlberg guy? Well, I have a pulse. <laughs> Everybody is. Is Mark Wahlberg like a daddy to you? Okay, sidebar. Who are your daddies? I, they know about daddies on this show because I mentioned that Amber has a daddy list. Hold on. Amber has a daddy list. And what I'd mentioned on there is not even one of them could I even go, I could see where me and that guy are kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Like literally didn't have like, and I, I know people are going to make fun of me for this, but I was like, if she'd had Jason Statham on there, mm-hmm. I could at least be like bald, bald and like, if I lost 50 pounds, I could see it. Like, we're, he's, he's hot, but he's not like Brad Pitt hot. I could aspire to be Jason Statham. None of hers are like that. What's your daddy list? Uh, well, Mark Wahlberg's on there. Really? Yeah. Now, that, now he's definitely not on Amber's, yeah. I don't think. Well, I don't know. I, I think that He's every, a short king, isn't I he? Th- yeah, I feel like every millennial girl had, an, had a weird experience watching Fear in the 90s. I've never seen it. Well... It's not something where, you should this be attra- one? Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't be attracted to that. But. Yeah, he's a rapist, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not yeah, it's not good. Amber, uh, she fell in love with Jason Momoa when he was raping uh Khaleesi. Y'all are weird. Don't 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 sex shine. <laughs> it's not <laughs> sex, it's <laughs> rape. Okay, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Um honest okay, it's eras of people. Cause like I'm going to say Legends of the Fall, Brad Pitt. I don't think that there's ever been anybody as beautiful as him in that movie. I mean, I agree. Like Like, Tristan. Yeah. That he he it's. 
It's unreal. It, it's unreal. Him in that movie, that's unreal. Honestly, I'm just going to go with those two for right now. Okay, well, just so you know, like, now that I'm an older man, it's so much easier for me to, like, admit when a man is good looking. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. when I was a kid, that was not a thing that mm -hmm. dudes in the South mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. That being said... Mm -hmm. All of us, as much as we were like, ooh, gay or mm -hmm. cooties, all like everyone my age had to, every head must bow, every tongue must profess. Like Brad Pitt was so hot in that era mm -hmm. that even straight country mm -hmm. boys were like, I mean, I do it out of respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Mark Wahlberg and Brad Pitt, yes. two strikingly different people. Well, Because am I wrong that Mark Wahlberg is a short king? So you're into short kings? I'm just into you whatever. You know what a short he, king is? Yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm into whatever he is. I'm, I'm, I'm in love. I mean, sometimes you want a chocolate cupcake. Sometimes you want a strawberry cupcake. Sometimes you want pie. That's fair. Mm -hmm. I mean, my all my, like, mama's list, which mm -hmm. that don't work like daddy's does. Like, mm -hmm. that sounds like some Oedipus stuff. But, mm -hmm. like, all my, like... If I if Amber's making her top five daddies and I'm making my top five oh mommies mommies oh yeah that works mommies mine will be like I'm sure that there will be a running thing if I if I once we get to if I did twenty you would start to notice a pattern but I think in my like top five there's a lot of like people will go I don't know where I don't know what this guy's into you know what I mean because it's have like two women that are tied and they're the number ones two women uh huh Who? like if I had like a woman with Selma Hawk and Penelope Cruz. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would have never... I don't know if I would have thought when I was a kid that Selma Hayek was on mine. That movie where she's like... It's the, unreal. The, the thing, you yeah. know, what is it? It's... I don't know. She's like a demon woman. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the movie, but do, do you know when I decided to put Selma Hayek on mine? Uh, recently, like in the Hitman's Bodyguard, and she was just in an episode of Black Mirror. Oh, really? And like, I can't watch she, that. Oh, the new season is less... Freaky, mm -hmm. you would that that episode. Salma Hayek's in without question the funniest episode of Black Mirror ever. Mm -hmm. She's like fifty five. By the way, I'm not, but I'm just saying, like she is better looking than anybody in Hollywood. Not trying to like uh, no, no, no. But she's but flaws. she's unbelievable. Yeah. and like I do think that like you do get hot points as you get older if you maintain your hotness. Dudes, too, mm -hmm. like, because that's impressive. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, anybody can be hot and 19. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But, like, Selma Hayek is top shelf. Then I've got, like, uh, uh, Natalie Maines. Like, Natalie Maines from the Dixie Chicks. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's that's two right there. Completely different people. Mm -hmm. And then, this is going to throw you even further, mm -hmm. Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's nothing like any of them. Yeah, so you're yeah. So you're going... What's Corey into? Yeah. With Amber, tall, dark, handsome rapist. That's who she likes. And you, again, the short king. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 mm. Okay, your uh, your fantasy draft. I'm sorry. I needed yeah, to know your okay. daddies for some reason, which yeah. is probably sure everybody's like, oh, why, yeah. Corey, why do you want to know yeah. the dudes that your sister wants to bang? Well, for the queen, I put Elizabeth Taylor because I just feel like she has a presence. She does have a presence. Uh -huh. And now, is she the ruling queen or the queen mother? Um, she is the ruling king, queen. Okay. And I mean, I could see it. Queen mother. I mean, I just feel like it's just <laughs> obviously Maggie Smith. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, let's get, let's go back to Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, I think I've done an episode on her before and mm -hmm. if I haven't, I definitely should, but mm -hmm. I know, you know what? I did Cleopatra and she came up during okay. it. Um, Elizabeth Taylor was super powerful, hot shit at a time in Hollywood where women, 
didn't have a lot of power. Mm -hmm. Women still don't have near the power that they deserve to have. But mm -hmm. like in Elizabeth Taylor's day, we're talking the MGM, the Metro Golden Mayor days, the you know, you get Louis B. Bear, you got the Warner Brothers just starting up. It's a man's game. Mm -hmm. Like they were chewing. I mean, look what they did to uh, Natalie. Um, was look at yeah all that like look at what they did to women back then well, Marilyn yeah, Monroe because um because a, a production company would own them like literally it's not like nowadays where you know you can do a movie for who I mean they I still can, do big picture deals now yes. but people are wisened up to it yeah. like back but what you're talking about did happen like mm -hmm. MGM would get someone who they thought was hot but didn't know anything about the industry, and they would lock them into a nine-picture deal, basically mm -hmm. meaning you can't leave until you've done nine pictures from us. That doesn't mean you'll be gone in nine years. Mm -hmm. We might not put you in picture, mm -hmm. like nine pictures, mm -hmm. and if we just want you to hang out for four years and we don't have anything for you, you yeah. can't go over here. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, they would feed them full of drugs. Like, they chewed, chewed up and spit women out, and I'm not trying to say that as though, oh, but Elizabeth Taylor, she was stronger than them. I don't. It, you didn't have to be a weak woman for that bullshit to happen. However, she did make it through. And, like, there's, like, stories of her, like, really laying into Louis B. Mayer and, like, being like, hey, I know you think that you can do that shit mm -hmm. to all these people, uh -huh. but not me. Mm -hmm. And then she literally becomes a perfume mogul. Mm -hmm. Like, she had the most, like, I I'm pretty sure that it's... Uh, Chanel number no. five and like white diamonds is like mm -hmm. one and two. And mm -hmm. like, if you understand the colossal impact that Chanel number no. five has, mm -hmm. which I did an episode on it, you can catch it in the R Times on, on Coco Chanel. Did you know she was a huge Nazi? I did. I did. <laughs> a fucking big one. Like, I, like, not just. Yeah, I don't understand how cancel culture hasn't got that one. Well, they, the thing is, is like, you can hit so hard that it doesn't matter. Because, like, everyone knows Hugo Boss designed the Nazi uniforms. Uh -huh. But Hugo Boss, great brand. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's they're dead now. So, like, what is it? Like, it would be dumb to be, like, the people who own Chanel now should be punished because... Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying I'm surprised it just... It In the been. high fashion world, none of that shit matters. There, yeah. There's certain there's certain parts of entertainment mm -hmm. and, like, the elite in Hollywood that are, like completely cancel proof uh -huh. and like i feel like high fashion is one of them because like dude so many of them motherfuckers at the top of like high fashion are like mm -hmm. clearly trafficking women doing all this stuff yeah. and like everybody's just like well you know they make the dress with the cut mm -hmm. but and by the way i don't even, like when i first heard that she was a nazi i thought like okay she's a nazi in the sense that and this is honestly sexist of me i was like she's a nazi in the sense that her husband was a Nazi, and she just didn't want to say yeah, anything about spy. it. Spy, yeah, literal spy. Yeah, let it just be known that that is the whole reason I don't have a closet full of Chanel bags. That's it. That's, That's the only it. reason. The only reason. Yeah. Um, were well, Dooney and Burke? What were they up to? Were they like, were they like hanging out in in Axis Japan, yeah. like slaughtering just, the second born no, girls? I think Dooney and Burke was just selling sawed off shotguns <laughs> yeah, at yeah. Win Dixie yeah. for the cause. <laughs> They're out now, aren't they? Like, I, I haven't seen, I've never, I'm so out that I don't know what's in. Yeah, but like, here, let me explain. I know we're going off on a huge tangent, but this is all very related to the show, so I don't care. Mm -hmm. When we were coming up, like, when we were in high school and like everyone, like, only certain people had the designer shits or whatever. And a lot of people, 
even if a lot of people that had the designer stuff actually didn't have it like that, they would literally save up for like two years to get something. Or of course, you go to New York and get one. You know, yeah, from I mean, the Chinese I people. A lot of people had bootlegs. Most stuff. of it. And, and but by the way, people. This is what I love about rednecks. People will brag about how good their bootleg is. Uh-huh. Like people around here won't try to pass something mm-hmm. off as a bootleg. Mm-hmm. They will straight up go. You can't even tell this is fucking fake, can you? Mm-hmm. Like, they'll say it to everybody. It's like, we honestly couldn't. You shouldn't have said anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're more proud of the deal mm-hmm. than they would have been because in their in their redneck brain, they're like, I don't want people thinking I'd spend $1,200 on a purse. Mm-hmm. That's stupid, mm-hmm. right? My point is, when we were in high school, I remember, like, obviously Chanel was always up there. Gucci always up there, Versace always up there. But Dooney and the Burke, Dooney and the Burke, Dooney and the Burke. Dooney and Burke was one that, like, it was definitely not like a um, like a legacy name that I'd ever heard of, like your Versace and Gucci's. But like, I was like, it was, oh. it was accessible. But so, like, was that new when we were in high school, or I were they, are they old? I I don't. I remember having one in middle school, and I I have no clue how old the brand is, but Cause, cause, it was accessible. Like you didn't you didn't have to be like I'd say like upper class. Yeah, no, it was the one. it was the cheaper one, but yeah. it was still like in that regard. Because yeah. like, but like with most of those, like it's at the time like. Gucci was old. Uh, uh, no Chanel one was around old. Here was wearing that. They had Dooney and Burke, and they had Coach bags, and then they had that's right. Coach is old. Off. Yeah, yeah, but they had real Dooney and Burke, real Coach Louis Vuitton, and and, and knock off Louis Vuitton. That's right. Mm-hmm. But with Dooney and Burke, the only reason I think that they're like they weren't old is because it seems like all the old legacy ones, like they're the ones that are still sticking around. Like that's why I personally think you have to give a lot of credit. Uh, and God rest her soul to Kate Spade, because mm-hmm. Kate Spade one hundred percent entered that market, mm-hmm. is crushing in that market, mm-hmm. and was not an established legacy brand. Mm-hmm. Like Kate Spade was a person who well, was not was, that much older than well, us. Because she's was she wasn't marketing to the people that carry Chanel and Louis Vuitton. She was marketing to more. Um, oh, is that right? They're not well, as expensive. No. no oh, okay. No, no, no. I didn't know that. No, I mean, you well, they did a great job branding it because Kate Spade purse for you know. Two hundred dollars, like two to five. Right, you know, and you're doing like, and your Louis Vuitton's like a thousand. Yeah, and like then you're the Birkin, minimum. like that's not even. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's stupid. Yeah, that that's not even. Yeah, that's not even in the same. Yeah, okay. that's like saying I have a vehicle and it's a car, and then other person says I have a vehicle, but it's an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. Right. I mean, yeah. It really is, though. Yeah. Because of, like. They both can get you there. Right. That's true. Because, like, Birkenbags, there's, like, our parents didn't pay that much for their house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and, like, dude, I know that me and you have, I, I, I think me and you are very similar in a lot of ways. Where, like, I genuinely am a person who believes, hey, man. If you got it, do whatever you want mm-hmm. with it. You know, I do think mm-hmm. that if you've got it, in my opinion, like legally, do you owe a responsibility to the poor? Legally, no. But like, I would like to think that like, hey, if you got it like that mm-hmm. and you're not an asshole, that you would like. And, and by the way, some of these people that have Birkin bags, maybe they also are like, yeah, I spent that much on this charity too. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. Then there's also. We, just, we need to try not to assume. We do need to try not to assume. Mm-hmm. And 
there's also the other thing that I go through in my head of like, because I've seen I've seen these Birkin bags that are like some of them are fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, some are more, but fifty thousand dollars and a white list. And I, oh yeah, and I'm yeah. like, in which that's you know they got plenty of them. They're doing the Beanie Baby thing, but to like way richer people. Yeah. So, but anyways, there's part of me that that people are like, how could you spend fifty thousand dollars on a purse? And I will then I the I don't know if it's the libertarian or whatever in me, which I don't think I'm any of that, but like I'll go okay, yes to you that's a lot of money uh-huh. to. Bill Gates' wife, uh-huh. that is the same thing. Literally, Bill Gates' wife spending $50,000 on a Birkin bag is the same thing as you spending a dollar on a McDouble. So then you go, right, but to her yeah. it's not. Like but then, that could happen anymore in this economy. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, you're right. They're not a dollar. No. But, th- but then I come back around to... Yeah, sure, but they still could have given that fifty. If fifty thousand dollars is nothing to them, they could have funded a school. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, maybe they did. I don't know. We should be on the fantasy draft. We got on some BS, and that's my fault. We were talking about daddies, so mm-hmm. we did the king. You did the whore brother who was Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> And where are we at now? Elizabeth Taylor's the queen. Queen, yeah. Queen mother, Maggie Smith. Has to be. Yeah, I mean, snide remarks. Yeah. You know, just... <laughs> yeah. The yeah. easiest person to do an impression of because you only have to say words, you just go... <laughs> yeah, yeah. One million percent. She's I mean, the best, and yeah. we will mourn. Uh, I'll tell you this. I'll go to bed. Me and you, yeah, you've said it to me a million times. She'll just randomly text me out of nowhere and be like, by the way, I'll be in bed for two weeks when Maggie Smith dies. I was like, is she sick? And she's like, I'm just telling you. Yeah, yeah. We're wearing black. I feel like you'll appreciate my hand. Okay. Paul Giamatti. I love that. Mm -hmm. He does sing, because, you know, one example. He's reasonable. He seems like a reasonable guy. Yeah. You know? I I could seek his counsel. Yeah. Do you watch Billions? No. Well, it's interesting because he plays a political guy in Billions mm-hmm. and who is very much someone who, like, don't get me wrong, he can be a prick too, mm-hmm. but he does a really, like, a hand, in my opinion, uh, regardless of what side you're on, a hand needs to be somebody that doesn't look at any of that and mm-hmm. just literally goes, mm-hmm. what's best for the realm in this moment? Mm-hmm. What What is logical? What is pragmatic? Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. and and you just, that's what me and Trey were talking about. We're like, our, our political sensibilities want us to well well it'll be this guy it'll be that guy but then even we have to go you can't get a liberal to do that job yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean like yeah, yeah, what are you fucking yeah, talking about yeah, like yeah. are you kidding me mm-hmm. absolutely not that mm-hmm. needs to be because I'd mentioned for hand I was like I think John this is when we took off political people but I was like I think John McCain would probably be the best one ever like yeah. that guy he's he never took shit from Republicans or Democrats mm-hmm. that's the guy I want I don't yeah. need to agree with him on every policy mm-hmm. what I need is for him to hear me and what I want to say and, and for him to go, let me cut the bullshit real uh-huh. quick. Yeah, right? Yeah. I feel like of the actors, Paul Giamatti's a fine one. Yeah, I, I guess I was a little bit inspired because I thought of Russell Crowe and yeah. I thought of him in... Um, uh, Master... No, he's not in Master. No, 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 no. The, the fighting movie. Uh, the boxing movie. That's so good. That's Cinderella oh, Man. Oh, good God. Cinderella yeah, Man. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. You're going to make me cry. It, Dude, that movie that, will make me cry worse than killing a squirrel. so good. <sighs> When he, when he comes up into the room of the boxing commission with his hat out, mm-hmm. knowing how hard that was for him, mm-hmm. but knowing how good of a dad he was, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be like, I'm too proud to do this, mm-hmm. but my pride mm-hmm. isn't going to feed my son. Mm-hmm. I'm about to and cry. When, and when his little he, son thinks that he's going to get sent away like his friend did. Oh, yeah. And dude, when he, oh, when, mm, when Russell, hold on, when Russell Crowe, when Russell Crowe gives him 
the his bologna, mm-hmm. and he goes, oh, I had a dream last night that I was eating a steak this thick. Uh-huh. I and he's clearly starving. He's yeah, going to the docks like, bro, that movie, I haven't watched it since I became a dad. I bet you I can't handle yeah, it now. Because no, uh, you, you got more emotional when you had a kid, right? Yeah. I'm crying at J.K. Simmons' insurance commercials. I'm, I started, about started crying when you started talking about Civil War squirrels. <laughs> okay, yeah. so what were we just talking about? Uh, yeah. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. yeah, Paul Giamatti, but are you ready for the King's Guard? Yes. Is this also an actor? Corey, I told you these are all actors. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> Liam Neeson. He's got a special set of skills. <laughs> all right. Uh-huh. By the way, I'm fine with this. And Al, he would not get political. So, He's just like, let me protect the king. Yeah, so we're clearly what you're doing is actors, and because of the roles they've played, you think this. So if we're going to do this, let's do, it's Liam Neeson in Taken. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, I associate. And Paul Giamatti in? In Cinderella, man. Cinderella, sure. Yeah. And uh, Russell Crowe in Master and Commander. That works. That works. Yeah, but this next person for Master of Whispers, I don't have a reference for it. I just feel like I could just see him getting the lowdown. Okay. Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. I mean, God bless him. He yeah. hung out in heroin dens and stuff. People yeah, were talking like a I, lot. Yeah, like I feel like he's one of those that you just like would have him at the party. I almost, can I tell you who I think would be a really good Master of Whispers yeah. that I was going to bring up on the last show, but I didn't. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, and I, I wanted to do it last week and forgot because last week obviously was the anniversary, but you're going to, nobody be mad at me, Osama Bin Laden. Oh, I mean, he he knew how to I, he knew he how tricked, to get people on his side. He knew how to get people on his yeah. side, and clearly he was operating in the shadows. Yeah. America had not been attacked on its own soil, never in the continental United States mm-hmm. since the war, yeah. but never on its own soil since December seventh, nineteen forty-two, yeah, was Pearl and I Harbor. Mean, and the Master of Whispers, if you're going to go by like Game of Thrones, he's got to be a piece evil. of shit. Yeah, yes. so I shouldn't have said Philip Seymour Hoffman. That was that was. I mean, I was going to have Philip to get Seymour one Hoffman of these in wrong. what movie? I, I said there wasn't. You a, just straight up went actors. <laughs> I said, here's what it is. I love you. I love you so much. I said famous. Pe- I said people that we all know, and you're like, that's actors. <laughs> that's actors. I love it. Well, I just wanted. To, I wanted to be accessible to the listeners. Yeah, Everyone but I do knows. want you to defend it though. What is it about Philip Seymour Hoffman? And I'll defend Osama Bin Laden all day. Being someone that's going to be that, that's a bad. That's a bad I, clip to just cut out. I'll defend Osama Bin Laden. Yeah, <laughs> I can um, just see. Philip Seymour Hoffman being someone that can easily mingle at different events. And blend and, in. And blend in. And yeah. people would feel comfortable telling him stuff. Like, like if I'm just seeing a song Bin Laden. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, like... Did but that's hear? the thing is, you wouldn't see Osama oh, yeah, Bin Laden. Yeah, he yeah. was so hey, secretive. That's what the Al-Qaeda was That's for. what I'm saying. Yeah. If you ever saw him, we it was We are not on... supporting Osama Bin no, Laden in the Al-Qaeda. No, we've said a million times on this show and on Well Read, and say it with me, Kirby, 9-11, don't hit. It does not hit. No, it does not hit. No, no. Osama Bin Laden, don't hit. No. But we're talking about a realm here, yeah. and sometimes you have to have people that you disagree with. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me... I want I, I wanted you to defend uh, Philip Seymour Hall. You did, but I wanted to say this. If we're going actors for that specific, he could blend in, blah, blah, blah. I think, though, I have one that trumps you, and that's Daniel Day-Lewis. Like oh, if we're well, talking, yeah, because yeah, he's a method actor. He's a, and, he's com- and he's a chameleon. Yeah. Like, yeah. he can look like so many yeah. different things. Or Gary Oldman. 
Gary Oldman. Uh, Actually, Gary Oldman. Da- Daniel, so Daniel Day-Lewis is a great actor, and he can't, like, it's like, oh, my God, how does he look like Abraham Lincoln? But, like, then you look at him in real life, and you're like, well, he kind of looks like Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Gary Oldman mm-hmm. looks like people that he would never, like, he, I will, dude, I, there's sometimes I'll be watching a movie and 20 minutes in go, I think that's fucking Gary Oldman, yeah. and it is Gary Oldman. Yeah, Meryl Streep, too, because, I mean, she played an Italian woman in, um, Bridges of Madison County, which... I knew I've never seen that movie. I did just get a Madison... Which, honestly, like, don't get me wrong, Meryl Streep stand, but it's like there was not some Italian actress. Yeah, not that- then. Not then. And, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, now, obviously, that's a that's a bigger deal, and you understand why. Uh, yeah. Like, you, you understand why, because you go, look, for years, mm-hmm. every white person got not only the white roles... Mm-hmm. They got the straight white roles. They got the gay white roles. Mm-hmm. They got the the Italian roles. So, like, you get it. Mm-hmm. However, there are certain actors and actresses who I think we collectively, as a society and culture, would go, we don't care what they do. And Meryl Streep might be one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, look, should Meryl Streep play a Chinese person? No. Mm-mm. Would I care? No, because she'd crush it. She would be the most Chinese bitch you've ever seen in your mm-hmm. life. And I don't even think people in China would get mad because they would be like, we're so proud that Meryl Streep is representing our country. Mm-hmm. But there's like a small list, and mm-hmm. she's like, she's on it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but then, you know, back in the day, though, I mean, Jesus fucking mm-hmm. Christ, like, John Wayne played Genghis Khan. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like there are options in Hollywood Finding actors for yeah. that was limited. Then. Well, it was like those but, people weren't. But Bridges in Madison County. I mean, Meryl Streep's not that old. Of course like that, not. Yeah. No, I know. But like, mm-hmm. there, yeah, there was a time in Hollywood where like people that weren't white and never... they had to go with people that were under contract. Yeah. with that company. Well, and so. like they had to have a star. Mm-hmm. They yeah, had to, they have, had a to star. have a star. And yeah. that was one thing I always like. You go well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there? There's probably an Italian actress. But is there a really, really famous Italian well, actress? Because they put $200 million in well, this movie. Well, I mean, also, it's just one of those things that, like, when you know better, you do better. Yes, if you exactly. Did, if you didn't, we didn't know, know better, better. You didn't know better. Yeah, we did. Now, now by the way, the studios 100% knew better. But we did, as a, as a society, you know why? Because it was very easy, and it still sometimes is to go, well, yeah, they're acting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like... You know, like you shouldn't act another race. The other day that they had Emma Stone play a Hawaiian woman. Not that long ago. Yeah, that was the one that surprised me the most because like, I was. I could be a Hawaiian woman before. I know. Emma oh, Stone. easily. Oh, I would buy you over her. Yeah. And then also, uh, they did the same thing to. Well, no, with the Scarlett Johansson thing, they just recasted her as what was supposed to be a Chinese character. She wasn't supposed to be Chinese, yeah. which that's different. Yes, that's different. Uh, but yeah, Emma Stone. Like, and, and it it was so funny when that happened because like. I'm not saying that there's not red-headed Hawaiian people, but if you're going to want to use a general idea of the Hawaiian not people, her. it's not her. It's not her. Yeah. And also, again, that was at a time where all of us were like, I thought we went over this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was, if it was yeah. 10 years before that, we'd be like, yeah, who gives it? Because nobody yeah. gave a fuck about the movie. Yeah. But all of us were like, you're really going to risk this bad PR on this movie? Uh-huh. Are you uh-huh. doing that? Okay, fantasy draft. I'm sorry. I, this is why I love doing shows with you yeah. because we, nothing matters and well, we go on this tangents. This is what we talk about. Yeah, right. I yeah. forgot we were recording. I mean, literally the other day I called you and asked you if in The Sopranos, if Godfather 2 actually happened. Exists because in that world. what's his face from Godfather Junior. 2 is in Sopranos. So how can Godfather 2 exist? Yeah. 
I get, dude. And just Goodfellas exists. It does exist. There's, sorry. Hold on. Do you mean the movie Goodfellas exists in the Sopranos universe? Yeah, or, but how? But how can it? Whenever Doctor Melfi yeah, is, is in Goodfellas. Yeah. Well, how, clearly Doctor Melfi how, just looks. Like, yeah, right. But, that, there should be an episode where they go. You know, you, you look, look like Lorraine Baracco. Yeah, yeah. And you know yeah. what? You know what though? They've done that. Like, they, remember they did that in Ocean's Twelve? Yeah, and, and when, it sucked. Yeah, it was horrible. They go, "You look just like Julia Roberts." And as soon as they did that, yeah, everybody, that cheapens it because those movies were fucking awesome. And it's, what, it's not that it cheapens it; mm-hmm. it's just that like immediately you go, you go right, we're watching a movie. Uh-huh. And like, of course, everybody watching a movie uh-huh. knows they're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. But there is supposed to be that magic. It's in wrestling too. Yeah, it's in wrestling too. Yeah, we all know that wrestling is. Not fake, by the way. Mm-hmm. Scripted. We all know that. Mm-hmm. However, we do expect the people mm-hmm. to do such a good job at it that while we're watching it for for however long mm-hmm. it is, we for go, no, that was real. Yeah. And then yeah. when you when you go, you look just like Julia Roberts, we all go, she is fucking Julia Roberts. Yeah, you just ruined You it. ruined the whole, yeah. like that movie fucking sucked yeah. because of that. Yeah, yeah, fuck people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been. <laughs> I was wondering when that was going to happen because Kirk, if y'all don't know POA uh, POA people, Kirby made me be completely clean on the Little House of the Dragon, and I was going to try it today, but I've had a couple whiskeys, and so I was like, "This is my show. I don't give a shit." Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, just go out. I'm not going to remember when this was. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Go ahead. Go Whatever. ahead with your uh, with your fantasy draft. Um. All right. Well, I put Master of Coin as Robert Downey Jr. Why? <laughs> He just, was a heroin addict. He'd be the worst master of coin. Well, but I, just the vibe he gives, like he. What though? Go ahead. Just because. Do you mean him as Tony Stark? Yeah. There you go. I'm. If we're doing that, you have to do that though. You have to. If you're going to name the actor, okay. and you know that they don't have a quality in real life that denotes mm-hmm. that, you have to go because he played this. So okay. that's because he played okay. Tony Stark, okay. right? Okay. And Jester, Chris Farley. Yeah. Because of who he is. I believe that Trey may have said Chris Farley would be a good... I said Mel Brooks because I thought that, like, if... I I think that if the aliens came to Earth Mm -hmm. and they said, bring us your funniest... The person that represents what you think humor Mm -hmm. is, I would bring Mel Brooks. However, and Trey pointed this out, Robin Williams or Chris Farley would be better, like, on-the-spot gestures. Yeah, like, they're... Physically they, funny. You like I, now? Don't get me wrong. I know for if I've seen him, Mel Brooks can be funny yeah. without oh, yeah, without without any prompts. But like Robin Williams could come in with nothing. Chris Farley could come Jim in Carrey with Jim Carrey. Those three. Yeah. That's your top three of all mm-hmm. time. I mean, mm-hmm. it can't not be. Well, like maybe the Abbott and Costello, but that, but that was all scripted. Mm-hmm. And I know that Farley and Carrey and them they did scripted stuff. But like you just know those dudes, they could just come in and they could go, King, what do you want today? Yeah. He could say it, and here you go. The scene in Liar Liar when Jim Carrey beats himself. It's up. unreal. Yeah. Can I tell you? We've had this conversation a lot, probably on Well Read, not this show. Uh, that's our other podcast we do if we don't mention it enough. Um, we've mentioned that, like, it's crazy. Like, most actors will tell you that comedy acting is the hardest acting to do. Mm-hmm. Because not only do you have to be, like, convincing in your role, you have to also be funny. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, like, I will say this. Like, I'm, I'm a bad actor at both. Mm-hmm. But if... I knew if if you said, "Hey Corey, we need you to nail a scene, nail it." Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm a, I'm a pretty good comedy actor, but like dramatic, I feel like it's not that hard for a real actor to get dramatic. But to be funny, you've got to have the timing. To be dramatic, you've got to be upset. 
And we can all get there. But if you're not a funny person in real life, you're probably not going to be able to act funny. Mm-hmm. So. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what was I talking about? Uh, uh, oh, Jester. Oh, most actors would tell you that mm-hmm. comedy is, you know, the hardest mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like. Jim Carrey, more comedians should be nominated for Oscars in movies is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was a famous interview that... Just like in scary movies, they should be nominated too. Yes, because you frightened me. Mm-hmm. There was a famous interview with Eddie Murphy where he had just been in Dreamgirls. That's the one he got nominated for an Oscar. He might have won oh, it. Oh, no, I never saw Dreamgirls. Well, he he was either nominated or won. Uh-huh. I know that he was nominated at uh-huh. least for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And so... He's on the press tour for it, mm-hmm. and it's like one of those very up. Like he's he's on the Oscar press junket. It's super up your ass. Mm-hmm. Well, Eddie Murphy, at his heart's a comedian, so mm-hmm. like all this stuff is stupid to him. Mm-hmm. And they were talking to him about the movie, and they were like, "You were nominated for an Oscar," and it's like I, they're like, "There's just something something that you brought to that character." There was this scene where where it's undoubtedly that you were going to get nominated because you just without saying a word you gave this look, mm-hmm. and he goes. A fucking look. He goes, I don't even remember doing that. He goes, you know how hard I worked in Nutty Professor? Do you know how much harder that was Mm -hmm. to play five people and crack everybody up and do it by myself? I should have been nominated for that shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, he should have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He should have been nominated for ensemble cast by himself, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Jim Carrey in Liar Liar, that's his most underrated movie. We all give the flowers to Ace Ventura. Of course it's great. Yeah, I like Liar Liar better than Ace Ventura. I might from a, like, which one of these is better? Mm -hmm. Because Liar Liar is also, hidden inside a comedy, a great movie. Mm -hmm. That was back when, like, comedies had, like, they were super Uh highbrow. Like, there was, like, there was literally sorcery in it. Yeah. Like, he couldn't lie. Like, Uh you you don't make, they don't make movies like that Mm -hmm. anymore. Like, everything now is, like, if you're going to make a comedy, it's coming of age. It has to be real. But back then, they were just like, what if Chris Farley's a ninja? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, go, go. Were you done with your list? Yeah. That was was it? Okay. Well, I love that list. I love that you went straight actors. Next time that you're on the show, I would like you to do the same thing. But singers, and I need you to name the song that makes you think that they would be a good ruler. I have to say, Beyonce's got to be the queen in that one. Single ladies, like that one might, you know, we'll talk about it next time you're on the show, which I have a feeling will be sooner rather than later. So uh, we'll be right back right after this. Listen, guys, cold turkey might be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. I'm not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or waiting until Mercury's in retrograde and lighting your crystals up and lighting the right candles and all that type of silly stuff. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong, so instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit. Fume is an innovative award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all-natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, which gives your fingers plenty to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. Cho, tell them about it. 
Uh, I, first off, I'd like to echo what you said. Uh, fume equals good, uh, not bad. It, it is good. It's it's. I, I was blown away uh, by the taste. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever have you ever smelled something that smelled so good, and you're like, why can't I breathe that? Uh, well, you can do that with fume. And as you pointed out, the feel it is just this fun little perfectly weighted thing that I just you know I got to be doing something with my hands at all times, and it's just neat, super well weighted and it tastes good it looks beautiful as i pointed out on this show before it looks like a little mini baseball bat that your papa whittled on the porch but it's got this nice sleek metal uh front part to it it's just cool looking stuff and it tastes good too and it feels great stopping is something that we all put off because it's hard but switching to fume is easy enjoyable and even fun fume has served over a hundred thousand customers and has thousands of success stories and there's no reason that can't be you join fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today head to tryfume.com use promo code poa to save 10 percent off when you get the journey pack today that's try fum.com and use code POA to save an additional 10% off your order today. That's okay. Nobody gives a fuck. Babies have rosy cheeks. <clears throat> okay. For people on audio that don't know what just happened, my wife just popped in. This is the, uh, I think I'm calling this the fa the fancy family hour or something like okay. that. Um, I wanted you to hop on real quick because I had mentioned long ago on this podcast, but also earlier this came up about your daddy's list uh -huh. and how I don't look like any of the people on your daddy's they list. All look, they all look different. Anyways, good. No, I, okay, good. I want you to, Kirby gave her daddy's list. I want you to it's off the top of your changed. head. I don't care if it's changed. Then go through your changes. I don't. I have. I thought about this the other day that I need to remake. Off the top list. of your head, who's your top five daddies right now? Don't even think about it. Jason. Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, right. We. I brought that one up. Um. I don't. I can't. He just I, almost drilled his head on that microphone. He's, he's moving around. <laughs> Here, let me get him. Um. No, he's all right. Um. I don't. I, Jason Momoa. Um, Dude from uh, Friday Night Lights, it's right? Okay, it's hard though because I have different daddies for different reasons. Like I need their. It's what a, are the reasons? There, it could be like overall just daddy, this person in general, but also TV show daddies. There's a difference though, because like Cillian. So sometimes the Cillian so like, Murphy. Cillian he's Murphy. a TV show daddy. He's a TV show daddy, but he's like, not all time daddy because I thought he was like your I, guy. I feel he has gone up because of Peaky Blinders, but he would have never initially been on my daddy list. Like, right. I used to think he was weird and creepy. Right, like you didn't but see then Batman. From watching, yeah. From watching, you liked him, his character. His character. Okay, so it's not just TV show. It's character daddies. Yes, it's like character. it's like he wouldn't have been my daddy unless I saw him as this person. Yeah. Because I have to agree with you. Like, I, I don't think anybody who saw him in Batman Begins was like, "This guy's gonna be a heartthrob." But then, no. like. Yeah. Same guy. Well, he was looks in a the bunch same. of stuff. It was in a yeah. bunch of weird things, like that red eye yeah. movie. It was and he weird. was a creepy. He was creepy. And in um, what was the the one with Leonardo DiCaprio? Wasn't he in that Inception? One? Don't you Inception. think though that that proves that like how much well that like, storytelling can matter? Yeah, or like your personality. Yeah, because like. You're attracted to his character in that, which means it's the way he behaves. Right, you too, Kirby? It's it's the way, like, your but looks. like, would you have thought about him before Peaky Blinders? No, 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 no. Yeah. Right. Because Thomas Shelby. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, like, as someone can have moderate looks, but if they're a certain way, they're super hot, yeah. whereas someone could have 
could be better looking than him, but they act a completely different way, and you're like, they're not daddy. Yeah. Like there's yeah, probably like like, like probably I mean, wouldn't you say that like Chris Evans is probably more classically handsome? Than yeah, he is. He's but, got like the boyish boyish features. Although like, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, like I think about Thomas Shelby, I was like, no, he's actually really fucking hot. Like he's yeah, got he's good eyes. Yes. He's very symmetrical. He's got now, really good eyes. But now, though, that I've gone because he played, seen him, I do okay, see that. What are some other TV show daddies? Um, well, yeah, Tim Riggins was was TV oh, show daddy. The tight end from Friday Night Lights, right? Yeah, he was TV show daddy. Texas Forever. Yeah, Texas Forever. Isn't the show or the movie? Oh, Neck Tat Daddy. Neck Tat Daddy. You know Neck Tat Daddy. Yes. I don't know Neck. From Good Girls. He's. I don't know Good Girls. He's like the drug neck tat daddy. Kirby, look up you neck tat daddy. I have heard you refer to neck tat daddy, but you're saying, I, but I don't know who it is. I've just heard you go, His ooh. You just go, ooh. Here's what Montana? I've heard. Montana? You'll be watching a show and you'll just go, ooh, Man- neck tat daddy. <laughs> Manny Montana, I think. Manny Montana. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Manny Montana. That's yeah. three. Two yeah. more. Uh, so he's TV show daddy. Um, I know one that, that's a daddy. For who who else? Who am I? I'm, I'm just blanking um, right now. Uh, uh, the guy that plays Eric Northman on True Blood. Al- uh, Skarsgård. Oh, Alexander Skarsgård. He's on, yeah, yeah. he's on overall. I was about to say, too. that son of a bitch is like yeah. classical yeah. Greek statue hot. Yeah. Like, yeah. that don't even, like, I'm not yeah. even mad at you for that. Yeah. Like, duh, dude, he's a daddy for me. Yeah, absolutely. And like, But you know what, Lo? Like, did you feel like he went down in daddy when he played Matson in uh, Succession? Kind of, yeah, yeah didn't he? Awkward, didn't he? He was like awkwardly me weird. Me too. Like, me too, because like yeah. I was, I remember watching. Like I always thought he was hot as fuck, and then like watching Succession, I was like, kind of soft right yeah, now. You know what like, I mean? Yeah, I didn't like how his character was. Yeah, he was just kind of a chud. I mean, he was like clearly playing an uh, Elon yeah. Musk type, yeah. but like, and still way cooler and hotter than Elon yeah. Musk. But like, yeah, he was like chudish. Yeah. So all right, one more. You got the other daddy. Um, I'm just trying to think of shows. Well, the guy from Outlander. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard my sister come from from what, the middle I, of the stairs. I can't think of what his name is. It's, Sam. It's Sam. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not Sam Worthington, is it? It's no, something with no, an H. Sam. You know, I've never watched that show. I know that I should. I should probably do like a whole. I said we'll do a podcast on it. You want to do a podcast about it? That would be fun. Sam yeah, Hugan, there you go. Age, yeah. Okay, well, there you yeah. go. Hey, uh, but I do want to go back and rethink on these because I we'll know, do it, and then yeah. next podcast when Trey's back, I'll have you come on for a segment of because Amber's. My, my overall daddy list has changed. Right. Well, next, how about this? Think about it all week, and then come back teaser for every, all the POA fans out there. First off, that's my boy Bane. Are you sad, buddy? Or are you happy? Um, you're hungry. All right, we'll go eat, but think about it, and next week come back with your updated. Okay. Daddy list. How about that? All right, Amber Forrester, we'll be right back with Lady Kirby, everybody. So you decoded my cipher earlier when I mentioned up butt art. You you knew immediately. The mitt stuck up. Yeah, what's like if you, off the top of your head, like when you think of stuck up art, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, first thing that comes, like an artist or like what, like... Painting, like what? What does pretend, like sp- what does pretentious art mean like to you? The, the one, the art that's like thousands of dollars. That's literally like a splat. Yeah, yeah. Or like, do you do you know what piss Christ is? No. This dude, uh, we talked about this, but I want to get your, your headspace right. We talked about this. Uh, this dude, like, he got a statue of Jesus and suspended it in a barrel of piss, and like, Lord. Well, I mean, you know, I don't like. Actually, you know what? I'm glad that you said that because I don't care about sacrilegious stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And so you would think as someone who doesn't care about, or actually not don't care. Sometimes I love it. Like heavy metal, like sacrilegious heavy metal music. Yeah, I, I love mean, it. I know. Yeah. But there, but, but even shock value doesn't but, equal art. Exactly. Yeah. But even me, who is someone who is like, I don't even really know if I believe Jesus existed, let mm-hmm. alone was the son of God. Even me is like, okay, you're just being an asshole. Yeah. Like you don't have to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And it sold for like millions of dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, this was the most recent thing that's happened. Uh, so there was a Danish, a Danish artist has been ordered to repay a museum. This museum, uh, this happened in 2021, but the lawsuit is just now happening. So I'm going to read this is from NPR. So, you know, it like NPR is pretentious art. Mm-hmm. It's like the pretentious mm-hmm. art central and mm-hmm. they're covering this. So, you know, it's, it's wonderful. In autumn 2001, uh, 21, a Danish museum opened two large crates to inspect works it had commissioned from the artist Jens Hanning. Basically, they paid this artist $75,000. They're like, we want you to two two paintings, two, commission two paintings. We're going to give you $75,000. So, does it, sends it to them. I guess it takes them a while to open it. They're like, we'll get to that. We've already paid for it, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, they open it up. They see... That it's titled, that the title was on the outside of this. The title was, the name of this art was Take the Money and Run. Mm-hmm. What do you think it was? Just a, a blank page. Blank canvas. Two blank canvases. God. Completely blank canvases. Uh-huh. And they're suing them. However, me and Trey had mentioned on this show a while back that like there was this art spectacle in like France or something where a part like this was a person's like uh when they have you know when uh you don't watch the office do you Mm-mm. you're a bitch yeah uh when you have a um you have a show like an art show or whatever oh, are you talking about whenever what's his space did the shred no but you know what I'm talking about with that I uh, know tell me well you know okay who's that artist that um Banksy? Banksy. Uh-huh. So Banksy had a piece of art that was going up for auction or whatever. All these, you know, all these art dealers are there or whatever. Well, it sold for, I'm just going to oh. say, a million. And then whenever it got sold, it just immediately Ripped. shredded. Yep, we did yeah. talk about that. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. it. That's rad. Yeah. Now, yeah. like, But it's one of those situations where, like... <sighs> The part it's such of, a butthole thing to do. It's a huge butthole thing to yeah. do. And like the part of me that goes, you know what? Fuck anyone who would spend $4 million on a painting mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, paying off their shithead niece's but college loans. Again, I know, I know, I know. And we go back. But like there's part of me that goes, now granted, like when you have that much money, people like that invest and art can sometimes be seen as an investment. Mm-hmm. But there's part of me that goes, hell yeah, Banksy. But then there's the other part of me that's like, your whole existence would be nothing if it wasn't for these people. Yeah, yeah. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, you yeah. can't be the king of pretentious art and then be like these asshole fascist mm-hmm. people that buy art. It's like your art. Mm-hmm. Your art, they do that. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm someone that can just off the top of my head opinion, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, these are blank. Mm-hmm. And so my point is, is like there, that huge butthole. Mm-hmm. There was there was like this thing in France one time where like this artist was having like their art show and people came and it was a, a empty room and there was nothing. And they had an arrow pointing to just a blank space of nothing. And they were like, the art is it's whatever you want it to be. That's so lazy. It's so lazy. Mm-hmm. But like 
people were literally going, the genius, uh-huh. yeah. the genius yeah. of yeah. this. And I'm like, can we not be somewhere in the middle where we go, okay, I mean, not fuck you because that's funny, yeah. but not, oh, my God, I never would have thought of that. It's like it's just somebody did a lazy thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like imagine Trey couldn't be here this week, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of me getting you to co-host, I put out a file on our RSS feed that had nothing on it. Uh-huh. It was just white noise, mm-hmm. and I titled it white noise. Mm-hmm. And in the description, I was like, this is a commentary on the deafening sounds of the GOP when it comes to child sex trafficking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone out there really went like, this is the most powerful podcast I've ever listened to. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. Instead yeah. of recognizing this son of a bitch is insanely lazy mm-hmm. and uh, and he's done a thing. Kirby, while we're here, we do have to go. We don't have a lot of time. I would like uh, you to, what are your dates? Where are you touring? <laughs> Where are you going to be touring? Well, let's see. I've got a PTO meeting next week. <laughs> uh... Yeah, that's that's about it. PTO meetings. I'm room mom. Are you really? Yeah, co room mom. There's another room mom too. Who is it? Do I know him? Yeah, it's at Sydney. Oh, right on. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no podcast you're going to be on book that came out. I have one by the way. It's called Round Here and Over Yonder. It just yeah. came out. Yeah. I well, want to put. I mean, I would love to talk with y'all again. <laughs> would you? Yeah. I would love you to come back on. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. put you on the spot. I have not prepped Kirby for this at all. I just had the idea while I was peeing. Um, I know that would make all the difference in the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Kirby, up I, when when I was going to pee. I realized uh, on my desk I had this copy of the Cambridge School of Shakespeare's uh, edition of Hamlet, and I turned to a page that has a fairly decently long monologue from Hamlet right here. I have to read all that? Yeah, I would like you to. And I I haven't... I was trying to decide if I want you to do it in your most redneck voice or if I want you to do it in your most Shakespeare voice. And I've decided for Shakespeare voice because that's more of a challenge for you. Yeah. So... Close us out. I want you to read. This is Act 3, Scene 2 from Hamlet. I'll lead you in as Horatio, okay? I'll lead you in. Just tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Oh, dear Lord! Nay, do not think I flatter. For what advancement may, may I hope from thee that no revenue has thy good spirits? To feed and clothe thee. Why should the poor be flattered? The back of the room needs to hear you. D- huh? In Shakespeare, they have to speak up because oh, they didn't have microphones. Oh. No. Let the candied tongue lick absurd pomp and crook the pregnant hinges of the knee where thrift may follow fawning. Dost thou hear? Since my dear soul was mistress of her choice. And could of men distinguish her election. <laughs> Shaft sealed thee for herself. For thou hast been as one in suffering all that suffers nothing. <laughs> A man that fortunes <laughs> buffets. You sound like Shelby from uh, uh, Steel Magnolia. Oh. <laughs> um, a man that fortunes oh, buffet. Buffet, not buffet. <laughs> it's not Jimmy And rewards. Has. Tame with equal thanks, and blessed are those whose blood and judgment are so well commodled that they are not a pop for fortune's finger to sound what stop she please. Give me that man 
This is not passion's slave, and I will wear him in my heart's core, a in my heart of heart, <laughs> as I do thee. Something too much of this. There is a play tonight before the king. One scene of it comes near the circumstance, which I have told thee of my father's death. I prithee when thou... You what? Prithee. <laughs> I said, what's prithee? No, but you're right. You're right. I prithee when thou seest thy, that act afoot, even with the very comment of thy soul, observe my uncle, if his occulted guilt do not itself unkennel in one speech. Damn. It is a damned ghost that we have seen, and my imaginations are as foul. As Vulcan's stithy... <laughs> stithy? Stithy. Stithy. Stithy? No, stithy, I think. Give him hateful note, for I, I mine eyes will rivet to his face. And after we will both our judgments join in censure of this seeming. Oh, if a steal all the whilst this play is playing and scape detecting, I will pay the theft. Sound a flourish. Your last line, dear. They are coming to the play. I must be idle. Get you a place. <laughs> okay, there you go. Lady Kirby, everybody. We loved having you. Go get the book round here and over yonder. Um, thank you for liking, subscribing, and downloading. Hold on. Hey, Bubba, I'm recording a Putting on Airs podcast. Tell all my listeners something. Hey, everybody. There you go. All right, I'll talk to you later. Uh, thank you all for downloading, liking, subscribing, all that good stuff. We love you. Uh, email us at puttingonairs at gmail.com. Sorry I didn't get to them this week. I vetted them, and all of them definitely required Trey's attention, so I didn't want anyone to be like, oh, Trey didn't hear my email. You know, let me give a shit if she hears it. Love y'all. Remember to check out Kirby at the PTO meeting next weekend. We'll see you. And as always, stay fancy. There you go. Good job. Here's Lydia Loveless. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit today. We'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs.